guys, this is What The Podcast with Cesar Rivera. And Ayana Reese. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. We're talking tasing, a new Easter tradition. Strollers, Black China's weapon of choice. The Harveys and the R word. And Demi's, sorry, not sorry, Lady Lip Lock. Ooh. And... All right, ladies and gentlemen, she is finally back. Just like Jesus Christ, she has risen to the occasion. Wow. Yeah. And and welcome back, Reese's PCs. Thank you very much. It was very difficult being away. I was gone, and um, it's not because I don't love what the podcast. It's because I had other obligations, and Caesar almost fired me. <laughs> And um, I begged and pleaded with him, and he said, okay, he'd give me another shot. So, there is a God. You're a fucking liar. Um, <laughs> you're a fucking liar. You're really trying to, like, Vinklevoss twins this scenario. The audience, need, can, like, they need a little drama, right? They do. But no, I'm so happy you're back. We really, 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 really miss you. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Marina, who filled in um, the week prior. Um, and decided, uh, I decided to make the show bi-weekly until Ayana came back. So she's back and hopefully for good, right? Yes. Totes. So tell the people, um, why you abandoned them like a uh, bad habit. <laughs> it wasn't an abandonment situation. I was going on to pursue opportunity, um, out West, much like the people during the gold rush, um, went out west. I went out west. I went to LA to uh, be a writer on the Kids Choice Awards, and it was super dope. Um, um, I don't know if any of the listeners have kids, but if you do and and they didn't watch the Kids Choice Awards, hey man, it's on YouTube. Like, go check it out. Go to Nickelodeon.com and check it out. It was a pretty good show. I think as of today, I still have zero children, um, and I watched it. And I really, really enjoyed it. I think what, what's so good about the Kids' Choice Awards and the writing is that it really spoke to me and my age group. <laughs> Nothing was dumbed down for me. I don't know if that's good or bad, but um, it was an awesome experience, um, a great team. I was happy to be there. And the NERD performance was my favorite thing about the show. Uh, the white people on the show had to educate me about the lemon challenge. I didn't know there was a lemon challenge. Did you know there was a lemon challenge? Yeah, that's that's why my dance move is so iconic. Dude, like, it made me feel so not with it. It's because you refuse to be with it. When people are like, hey, Ayana, come by. And you're just like, I'm good. I'm going to stand here. I was trying to be with it. Even when I Googled it, I was like, it's not a thing, guys. And they were like, it, it's a thing. Shut up. And I was like, I don't see it. Yeah, the fact that you had to, yeah, the fact that you had to Google it, and there wasn't a Newsweek article about it, just lets you know how unwith it you are. I googled it. It's not a thing. It's not on YouTube. I don't see it. And they're like, hashtag it, bitch. Hashtag it. And I was like, oh, it, it is a thing. Okay. So, what's the deal with the like the challenges though? Like, is that the? Do you do challenges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I challenge myself um, every day to get out of my crippling depression. Um, <laughs> so that's the only one I'm currently doing every day. Uh, so I don't really have time because by the time I get up, it's already 7 p.m. And I was like, oh, another day wasted. Oh, depression, <laughs> you know. But I mean, if I didn't have the hashtag depression get out of bed challenge um, weighing on me, like a stormy Daniel's cloud. 
Uh, I, I would I would have totally done the limit challenge. Well, you need to change your Stormy Daniels cloud into a Stormy Webster cloud. That's one cute baby. I, I will say this until the day I die. People can say I'm politically incorrect, but mixed babies are God's Photoshop. Oh my gosh. I had a friend that used to call them designer babies. Yes. It's just like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the best of both worlds, aka Hannah Montana babies, and just, you know, put on a show. It's the best of both worlds. So, um, Easter happened, or as we love to call it. Jesus Day. I said, get up, it's Jesus Day. <laughs> uh, a lot. I want to be honest with you guys. I don't really understand Easter. Why? We don't really do it. Um, so, just so everyone knows, obviously, uh, I'm Mexican and Puerto Rican. Hashtag Mexican. We didn't really... Actually, we do traditional American holidays because everyone does them. Uh, but we do them kind of wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's we, we do it wrong. Like for Thanksgiving, like obviously we have the turkey and then you build around it, right? So you'll have like your sides. Mm-hmm. Not in my home. Right. Everything is a main course. So like if you think you get the itis at your house, you come to my house and you you basically get the itis plus the betis. Um, <laughs> because it's turkey, um, we have tamales, we have lasagna, we have ham, ham, ham. Uh, we also have um, pasteles, which are like Puerto Rican tamales, and that's that's the majority of the meal. And then my mom doesn't make mashed potatoes; she makes potato salad. <laughs> okay, and then obviously Latinos, we have a rice dish. Uh, which is usually usually arroz con gandules, um, and then my mom will make cornbread. That's like the most traditional oh. thing that she'll make besides the turkey, um, and it's it's from the box jiffy. Yes, the best kind. So it's just like that's Thanksgiving, and you know people like will come and they'll sit down and say things that they're grateful. No, food's done at nine a.m. People are making styrofoam plates all day. And it's just like, if you run into someone in the kitchen while you're making your plate, like, that's awesome. <laughs> Easter, we used to go to church when I was really little, but it kind of like stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is no Easter. Like I saw your family, y'all had like a whole centerpiece and there was like the, the lint chocolate bunny, which like, I feel like you're real if you have the lint chocolate bunny um, wrapped in your Like, what do you do for Easter? So anybody who knows my mom knows that she, like, loves all the holidays. um, And she just, like, looks for excuses to do big productions for absolutely no reason. Uh, So the the inspiration behind, you know, what you saw, guys, go to my Instagram if you don't know what we're talking about, Adiana Reese, and you'll see the post or whatever. This is just, like, my mom likes to do this. Like, if I said, Mom, Caesar's coming to town, let's do brunch, like, there would be some Caesar-themed centerpiece, you know? Which uh, happened, and I was only mildly offended. Like, (laughs) well, you got to come to town, and then we have to say, let's do X. And she'll be like, yes. Don't you, do you not remember when you came to town for the cookout? And, like, what, we had a bartender, dude. It was Trevor's birthday. Yes. 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 It was Trevor's birthday. And so it was just like, 
we need to throw a party for his birthday, Yana. Yeah. That's my my Hazel impersonation. It's pretty good. And I'm thinking cookout, right? No. No. This is when I knew it was real. She looked at me and she's like, we need to go pick up the chairs. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? I was yeah. like, what chairs? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we picking up chairs? She's like, yeah, I have some chairs at the rent, at the rent, not like, you know, Jimmy across, uh, yeah, across the cul-de-sac, who's just like, oh yeah, here are these chairs for Hazel, they're mismatched. <laughs> no, these were all rental grade from like an Atlanta rental place, which I'm sure those chairs have been featured in various Love and Hip Hop franchise episodes. <laughs> I'm sure they were featured in like uh, the fucking wedding episode, but I, I knew I was like, oh shit, okay. And then I came back and everything was in like metallic serving trays. And then there was like a little knotted napkin on top of the serving tray that was like folded so perfectly. So when people pull it up, you know, they don't burn their hands. Everything, every serving tray had like a tray underneath, you know, with the utensil for you to, you know, get whatever item. Yeah. Everything was labeled perfectly in like calligraphy. Yeah. When you went outside, it was just like that that's where it, it kind of went like out of hazel hands because it went Tayana's. <laughs> so it wasn't like executed in a hazel like way, which I know killed her. That's why most of the time Hazel was inside. Um <laughs> but she created whole ambiance because Hazel was like, you know, we need to have like a moment. They had a fucking bartender and not just like Poochie from around the block who like almost finished his bartending class and all this 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 chick's legit yeah she was coyote ugly down that bitch she's the kind of bartender that you go to and you're just like vodka (laughs) I want to get it on (laughs) oranges and then she'd like make a cocktail yeah and it's the best thing you've ever tasted shout out to Ninjina she's so good Ayana was knocked out before the sunset and I was worried she was becoming one with nature because everything got dewy and so did she. I did get dewy. So full disclosure. Okay. We're getting way off topic, but who gives a shit? Full disclosure. Who gives a shit? Weeks prior to this, you know, because this this is how it is with my mom. It's a production. So weeks leading up to it, like I'm digging up the, you know, land underneath the deck and like making it level so that we can put decking out there and I'm building my makeshift pallet couch and like yeah it really was like a a renovation project for weeks leading up to this I'm out in the sun you know what I'm saying I don't know what I'm doing I'm making it up as I go along I'm running around picking up chairs putting up tents I put up a badminton net you know I cooked all the chicken and by all the chicken, like Caesar can attest to this. We're talking about feeding a small army here. So anybody who's ever stood over a grill in Georgia sun understands already I'm exhausted. Okay. I've been out in the sun. Also, I started drinking early. Do you know why? Because my mom was driving me nuts. Do you know why? Because it was a production. Okay. So all these things culminated you add in there the fantastic bartender who's just like, take a shot of this. Try this. This is great. Oh my God. Do you guys like this? Hey, take a shot. And so <laughs> all that culminated in me falling asleep on Caesar, turning into do. I finally, they finally get me into bed somehow. And in the middle of the night, I decided to get up <laughs> and go into another bedroom 
and cover up in pillowcases. There's a photograph of this. Um, so the moral of the story is don't drink and do productions with my mom while grilling in the hot Georgia sun. So Easter for y'all looked like a production. For us, it was like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, uh, we have kids. So I'm like, let's, let's hide Easter eggs. And um, I live in Chicago. Everything is pavement. So we literally just had the kids running around the parking lot. I'm just picking up <laughs> eggs on the fucking asphalt. Just like pulling it out of a muffler out of a car and be like, I found it. This is a magic one. My, that's brilliant. My niece was like, I got the magic rock. And I'm like, no, 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 that's just a rock. Throw it back. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah. And it's just like you put them up the stairs and it's just like, okay, don't put them past the gate because then the kids are going to run in the street. Um, so, you know, I'm making memories. These little bastards are going to have something to remember. No, tell them about the eggs you made, though, Caesar. I will say, y'all, um, Ayana and I could literally take over HDTV and the Food Network with our level of ingenuity um, and stupidity. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar <laughs> with Kinder Eggs. Um, they're like a big thing. Do you know what Kinder Kinder Eggs are? Absolutely not. Um, so it's like it's 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 catching on, but basically, Kinder Eggs are these like European candy that you can get anywhere in the world except the United States until now. And basically it's a chocolate egg that has a fun little capsule toy surprise inside. And I discovered it when I would go back to Mexico um, and they had different ones like Disney ones and trolls and the kids loved it because you crack it open, right? Obviously it's candy. So you eat that and they have a toy inside. They're not allowed in the United States. So, and I didn't know this, that if they would have caught it in my luggage, I could have been arrested contraband it's contra- it's a felony to get them or something like that i don't know the difference between Shut up. it's yeah if you get caught with them you can get fined you can go depending on how many you have you, you could go to jail because you escándalo. escándalo um there's a law in the united states that says that you can't um put something non-edible in some inside something edible because it's a choking hazard oh i thought it was like a drug concern but, no, no, yeah. it's even dumber, yeah, than a drug concern. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because drug trafficking, right? No, no, it's because the American youth is stupid compared to every other country in the world. So I can't buy them, so I decided to make them for the kids with like their favorite toys. And I made a giant one, which I took so many tries and tries and tries to make it. I think I don't have photos. Actually, you know, I might post a video of the kids opening them. I showed it to you. You saw. Yeah. Yeah, it was dope, man. You should definitely post that. Uh, but thank the Lord um, that I made it through Sunday. And not everyone can testify to that because the story just broke out. Right, Reese? Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites <laughs> of the year so far. Apparently, a mother um, who was really passionate about making sure her children attended uh, church service on Easter Sunday um, allegedly tased her son um, <laughs> to get him up for church. This is what she had to say on the subject. I said, get up, it's Jesus Day. All she wanted was to go to church, but instead of a pew... This Phoenix mom spent most of Easter in a jail cell. I don't think I did anything wrong because you're supposed to put God first. And that's all I was trying to tell my kids, put God first. 
But Sharon Dobbins says her sons were putting their friends first. They did not want to go to services here at Greater New Zion Baptist Church. Instead, they wanted to hang out with their buddies all day. So when one of her sons refused to get up and get ready, police say Sharon tased him. I told my sons this, honor that mother, that father, or the days will be shortened. That's my favorite. <laughs> honor that mother and father, or the days will be shortened. <laughs> Yo, that's commitment. And then in the end, the poor woman spends 12 hours, not in church, in jail. In fucking jail. I would be terrified if that was my mother and I sent her to jail. Because if she tased me, if she tased me for not going to church, what's going to happen when I don't honor thy mother? I don't know. But like she said, nobody writes a book on the correct way of parenting. No, but I, I can see Harper Collins being like, but bitch, you can write it. <laughs> Also, do you really need a book to to know, like, don't tase your kids? I'm not a parent, per se. Per se? <laughs> but, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Oh, here we go. Spare the taser. No church. No blazer. <laughs> it's, it's God's day. <laughs> I said, get up. It's Jesus' day. It's Jesus' day. Yes, get up. Get up. It's just, it. it's a dilemma for me because, like, I'm torn between feeling sorry for this woman and feeling like, what the fuck woman? Like, are you serious? And her whole like defense is like, no, I made, uh, I made the noise with the taser, but I did not taste my son. How is that even acceptable? Like lady, stop it. Sharon Dobbins is the quintessential born again Christian. She just found Jesus. She's going to get you to go to church. She don't give no fucks who you are, where you at, especially if you're her son. You're going to go to church and she's going to use her pre-Jesus ways. Yeah, they're ridiculous. They're ridiculous people, both of them. My favorite, well, one of my favorite parts, because this is all my favorite, like the whole thing is brilliant. But when she when she says and he said, you know, my son says he's going to call the cops. And and I said, I say you can call police, UPS, DPS, whoever you want to call. Why would he be calling UPS? <laughs> Poor thing. She missed John Legend and Jesus Christ Superstar. A lot of people did miss that. Did you watch it? Um, no. Want to know why? Why? Because once again, I'm putting AT&T on blast. Uh-oh. My DirecTV, AT&T, Wi-Fi receiver bullshit is constantly going offline. I don't think that's why you didn't watch Jesus Christ Superstar, the live concert event on NBC. I think you didn't watch it because why would you? Listen, I watched The Passion of the Christ last year presented by Tyler Perry, okay? I would have watched John Legend. That's called a fucking upgrade. Seeing John Legend's face as Jesus. Okay, so I didn't watch it live. I watched it on Hulu. It starts off with, you know, the Judas character coming out singing, obviously, because what else would he be doing? And, you know, he's, like, singing. He's, like, hating on Jesus, whatever like that. And then, like, after all this hateration on Jesus, you know, all this buildup, then finally a white light appears off in the distance. And these doors open. And first of all, I don't know, like, what this setting is supposed to be. Like, some sort of, like, I don't know. It looks like post-apocalyptic, like, construction site. I don't know what it is. But anyway, the doors open, and then White Light appears, and John Legend walks out. And I don't know if you guys know the face. It's like the John Legend face. It's this weird little, like, smirk he gets on his face. 
And it kind of looks like he just parted. And immediately I was like, I can't do this. And that, that, and I stopped watching. I'm looking at pictures from it. I totally get it's uh is that it's as if Yeezy um set designed the sets and the costumes. Maybe he did. Um he should have been Judas. He's such a hater. Ooh, that would have been such a great casting, but he can't sing. But what if he rapped it? I mean Hamilton. I'm not mad at John Legend. He's one of my favorite people because he's married to Chrissy Teigen and he seems like he's the best man for her. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the video of John Legend trying to get her jewelry off her drunk ass after, like, an award show? Yeah, no, they're great together. They're just ordinary people. I was going to quote another John Legend song, but I, I don't remember it. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you're a dedicated fan. No, what's the one where it's just like, oh, no, that's Neo. I was going to be like, let me love you. Mm, you are a terrible fan. What's the one where he was just like, hens Helander. No, that's ordinary people too. Also, what was that Kermit the Frog voice? He doesn't sound like that. That's how in my head I sound like John Legend. (laughs) All of me. All of me loves all of you. Anyway, apparently like 9 million people watched it, which I don't even know if that's good. Yeah, it's so sad that only 9 million people showed up for Jesus, but 29 million showed up for Roseanne. What? Black Kardashian Corner. Black China is making headlines because she lost it at a Six Flags. And you know what? In her defense... I would have lost my shit at a Six Flags because there's nothing about Six Flags that is enjoyable. I was just about to say, I always lose my shit at a Six Flags. There's just like, I'm a ticking time bomb in that place. It's just like from figuring out where the fuck to park to figuring out how to get from the fucking parking lot to the actual amusement park. And I use that word very loosely. I'm sorry, I'm getting really upset because I'm thinking about my force experiences to... Six Flags. Yeah. It's hot. It's always hot. She's got kids walking around the park all day. Mommy, mommy, mommy. I want, I want, I want. They can't even get on fucking rides, dude. And you know what? Only assholes go to Six Flags. Right. Go to fucking Disney something. You're rich enough. Yeah. Like, what are you doing at Six Flags? But you know what? She's dating an 18-year-old boyfriend. He wants to go to Six Flags. Because Six Flags is meant for, like, 14 to 18. Boppers. 14 to 18. Yeah, it's for the boppers. Nobody else. Yeah, they go there. They don't mind walking for hours aimlessly, standing in lines. When you're you're a bopper, you like the heat because you want to take your clothes off because you're fucking arrogant and stupid. And your little thought in like little jean shorts or your little wannabe uh, Mr. Suave in a Dago, a.k.a. wife beater. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I've seen them. I knew them. We all know them. I was never them. That's why we're friends. Oh, yeah. I've always been, like, wise beyond my years. So, I like, I never fell into that trap. Shmoney moves. Y'all can stay here at fucking Six Flags, but I got Disney dreams. You know what those are? Infinite. Those are money moves. All right. Okay? Side. Yeah. I went to the left. So, she took... And this, this just... These are the people who... You know, she does belong at Six Flags. 
Because why are you taking a 16-month-year-old? Month-year-old, yes. Month-old. Um, to Six Flags. There is nothing for her there. Go off, go off. So those are the people. They're so I don't know. Why are there strollers at Six Flags? I mean, 16 months. That's... Okay. Side note. Can't we just call babies in years? God damn it. She's a year and a half. Like, what are we saying? I can't take it with the months. You know what? I can't take it once that like it's like even numbers. Like she's twenty four months, bitch. That's two years. Yeah, she's a year old. Let's stop it. To your credit, no, don't take a, a year old baby to the fucking Six Flags, dude. And a five year old. Get a babysitter. But she claims that the reason why she went AWF slash HAM is because somebody tried to touch her kids. Yes. So allegedly, I read the tweets. From the culprit. Not the the culprit. Jesus. Like, I just thought of a thing. Instead of saying, like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to start saying John Legend. John Legend. John Legend. John Legend. John. uh, I can't find it. Okay. So basically, what happened was this woman allegedly said she saw, and she put this all on Twitter. She saw Dream. And lost her shit because she's like, oh my God, it's the first time I ever saw a Kardashian, which I'm sure like they have that effect on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no one else to see at fucking Six Flags. She went up to Dream, touched her, and was like, oh my God, um, I guess she like, wanted to take a picture of blah, 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 blah. And I guess someone in China's team was like, uh, step off away from the baby. And... The girl was like walking away, but as she was walking away, she heard China go off, basically saying like, who the fuck touched my kid? She has to go or I'm going to beat her fucking ass. Mm -hmm. That's when the girl was just like, I'm your typical Six Flags customer. I go off too. So she went back and was like, what the fuck are you talking about? One of China's friends was like, girl, you need to go away. And somehow China's um, jailbait boyfriend got involved and there was a brawl. And everyone started beating up the girl who touched Dream. Mm-hmm. That's when there's the footage of China going back with like the fucking like little stroller thing. Which in a previous like Snapchat video, you can see Dream just enjoying that little buggy. She don't have that no more. Dream and King. This is what happens at Six Flags. You you lose any sense of reasoning and you just go off. Someone could be like, they're out of funnel cakes and I would literally just like start punching people in the face. So I can only imagine what like being told some strangers touching your kid. I'm on China's side regarding the manner, like, please don't touch my child. But I think it could have been handled way differently if you weren't at the shittiest place on earth, aka Six Flags. What are your thoughts? That's why you have a team, China. That's why you have, you know, security or like people, especially when you're going to a place that public. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to like be in the grocery store or the Target, you know what I'm saying? And like, you feel like, oh, I'm just running in, running out. I don't need people. But this is Six Flags we're talking about. She should have been surrounded, especially with your two small children 
in this amusement park, especially with the type of attention that you draw. You you attract a certain attention, China. You do. And because of the type of uh, attention that you attract, you should have a team around you. You can afford it. You're getting so much child support. You're living my dream right now with your child support life. You know what I'm saying? If I were a straight woman, I would want to have child support babies too. But guess what? If I go to an amusement park with my cute little babies, who everybody knows on a first name basis, like they're their little nieces and nephews, I'm going to have a security team around me. We have conversations. We've had conversations in the past um, on the podcast and just like in our regular like goofy ass lives. Um, we think these kids are like our nieces and nephews. Like we saw Mason grow up before our eyes into the handsome little boy he is now. And we send each other Instagram like messages being like, oh my God, look at this cute photo of or video of Northy and P like hanging out. Yeah. And it's like, they're growing up so fast. So cute. Did you see the new video of Saint? He's talking now. He's talking. He's looking just like his dad. Yeah. You know, they're, they're characters that we grew up with. So it's kind of hard to separate yourself from this, but the reality of they're fucking strangers to us, you know? Right. But, but I see where this girl is coming from. Uh, Right. I do see where she's, I mean, she was completely out of line. Let's, let's, let's be clear about that. You do not walk up to anyone and touch their child. I get upset when people pet my dog without talking to me first. So that woman was completely out of line. But China, you know what you're dealing with. You know the lifestyle that you chose. And to put your children in that predicament is irresponsible. Like, uh, the altercation aside, just to have them out there like that without being protected. Also, you should have had some sort of like park ex- escort. You should have been taking like back routes. You should even have been where the normal people are because I know they have different ways that, you know, they can take celebrities and VIPs through different ways to navigate the park, you know what I mean? To get to the rides, et cetera, et cetera. Based on the video footage, there were people with them. They looked like they had security. But because Six Flags is a shit show, um, they don't have the resources the way a Disney would. So this is what happens when you go to Six Flags celebrities. No, I'm, I'm not suggesting that Six Flags should have provided the security. China should have had her own security team. They have security guards because when the altercation got hot, there is an area where this dude is shown pulling, um, what do you call those? Um, barricades? Yeah, yeah. So there's bar- There's a barricaded area that she walks into that the dude points her into. Like, why wasn't she in that barricaded area? It takes two in these scenarios. I've worked at Disney World and Universal. Not personally worked there, but I've done events there. And you have to work with them in order to make it the best experience for you. And for that, because at the end of the day, too, like, I'm sure Six Flags doesn't want this chaos causing disruption in their park. You have to work with the amusement park, let them know, so they can give you a team. They have teams of people that will escort you back through. You can't just go, though, you know, through the, as they say in Disney, the cast member entrances and the back lots without having a representative escort you. But what this does now, which is happening, is it gives Rob a case to get Baby Dream, you know, full full custody. Because right now he is allegedly 
um, back in court saying that she's putting her kid at risk, which rightfully so she did. Um, and this footage is not going to work in her favor. Allegedly, Rob is currently paying China 20000 a month in child support, which he thinks is ridiculous. Um, and at first they were doing uh, 50-50 joint custody, um, which he thinks because of the 50-50 custody that he shouldn't be giving her that crazy amount of money. But he wants to go back um, asking for a massive reduction in child support and um, get more custody of Dream. And based on that instance, like, I would side Rob. I mean, uh, I, I don't know, because based on Rob's pr- past erratic behavior, you know, I, I it's a rock and a hard place for this kid. Chris wants a baby. You know, it was in the news that she was trying to adopt. Give her dream. <laughs> not one of the sisters, not one of the 17 sisters. Like, why not Kindle? Or, uh, Chloe. I could see Chloe, but I'm just saying, like, I feel Chris would do the best. I think in the end, like, those kids seem happy. I don't feel sad for them. I I just, but then again, I do. So, boom, there's that. Get your shit together, everybody, for the sake of the kids. Yeah, for the sake of the kids. They didn't ask to be here. And they also did not ask to go to Six Flags. Moral of the story is, you go to Six Flags, shit will happen. What the f***? So earlier we talked about the Lemon Challenge, and then there is the Monica-inspired So Gone Challenge. There's also the Eat It or Wear It Challenge. Also the Tide Pod Challenge. The Cinnamon Challenge. There's now the... Condom snorting challenge. Condom snorting challenge. You heard that. You heard that right. Moms, dads. If it isn't hard enough to be a parent, now when they see a condom like in their child's dresser, they don't have to fear that they're sexually active. They have the fear of being like, oh my God, is my child snorting this condom? Before we before we go fully down this rabbit hole, we can't forget about the Cesar Rivera depression get out of bed challenge. Yes, when parents see the condoms, they don't have to worry that their that their kids are sexually active. No, not the case. Not the case anymore. Who comes up with these? That's what I want to know. Can we do like a an investigative journalistic, you know, documentary on the inception of challenges. I'm scared that if we do, it's going to go to like a very, very dark place. Have you ever heard, I don't know if you ever saw, there's a documentary that came out about ticklers. Yeah, I saw it, dude. I saw it. You saw that? It was so weird. But you know that rabbit hole of like, the person's like, I'm figuring out why there's all these videos online of men being tickled. Right. And then it like is so sinister and there's NDAs and like people's lives being ruined after they signed up to get tickled. And then the fucking reporters, documentarians start getting attacked by the tickle people. Yeah. And they can never they can never fully like get in touch with the guy like they they staked out in front of his apartment and shit. It was wild. That's my fear. If we try to get deep into the belly, that is the condom challenge and the condom not the condom industry, right? But the challenge creators. Yeah, that's not my fear. That's my belief. And somebody needs to put a stop to it. 
Like where 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 do you go in your in your mind's eye, right? Yeah, and I'm getting real like Deepak Chopra on you guys. Oh shit. Your mind's eye and say, fuck putting this condom on my penis. I want to put it in my nose and see where it goes. Yeah. It doesn't stop at just putting it in their nose. They stop up the other nostril so that they can pull it out of their mouth. So it can go down their throat and they can pull it out of their mouth. Little known fact, guys, I just recently went to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. The reason why all of those are one doctor is because all that shit is connected. <laughs> Listen, I think the moral of this story is like, don't do the condom challenge. Don't. Don't. How about this challenge? The let's put money in Caesar's Venmo challenge. <laughs> like that one sounds like fun, right? Isn't that, that's so fun. It's cheaper. It's cheaper than a pack of condoms. You could just send me $5 at a time. Um, if you want to Venmo, I'm at Caesar Rivera. Um, that's at Caesar C A E S A R Rivera R I I can't even spell my name V E R A. Let's make that. Let's hashtag Venmo Caesar Rivera challenge. I dare you guys listening to send me money, please. All right. Yeah, I'll put all the info on our Instagram. We're gonna make this trending. Let's do it. Yeah, let's see how much money you losers can give me. Let's do it. I also think that the condom challenge should be changed into, you know, back to what condoms are meant for. And let's challenge people to actually put condoms on so they can stop having stupid babies that turn into stupid children that snort condoms. I feel sorry for these parents because you know that they wish that they participated in the hashtag I should have aborted this child challenge. Oh, oh, did it get too dark? Oh, well, sorry. Hashtag Caesar's depression challenge. So you're supposed to say shmushmorshan. <laughs> what? Shmushmorshan. I'm sorry. Rewind, rewind, rewind sound. I'm sure these parents wish they participated in the Shmarsha challenge. What are you doing over there? That was my applause for your political correctness. You know, maybe this is the reason why they don't allow Kinder Eggs in the United States. Because motherfuckers are eating Tide Pods. And snorting condoms. Steve Harvey's found himself in the headlines again. This time, for an Instagram post that his wife made, using a term that some people regard as offensive. That term, ladies and gentlemen, is retarded. Apparently, she was like chopping up some beats or something, and not beats by Dre. And she posts a video saying, I'm sitting here arguing for her husband. It's clear that if he thinks I'm retarded, I don't know how to cut the beat. At, at first listen, it seems harmless enough. You know what I'm saying? But anybody who has kind of been checked into the political correctness of society of the past 20 years or so um, knows that the R word, retarded, is... What's the safe way to say it? Like we say, shmishmarshan? Shmishmarted? Shmishmarted. I just, I think you don't. You don't say it, period. 
You know, you take you take a note out of the Black Eyed Peas book and you change it from Let's Get Retarded to Let's, let's get, get It started. started. You know what I'm saying? Or you could do like the Black Eyed Peas now and just like don't do anything. <laughs> you know, the other thing that is kind of like unfortunate about the timing of this is that it's Autism Awareness Month. Oh, bad timing, Marjorie. Ooh. You heard it. She's not saying it in a malicious way, in malicious intent. Um, she was speaking of herself. Um, and, you know, just to show some support to Marjorie Harvey, I know that she's a Southern girl. And, you know, the South has certain terminology that they use that's probably um, a little outdated. And I only say this because I'm also a fan of, you know, the, the Southern Belle that is Britney Spears. And I remember watching videos of her, um, like on MTV and just like even recently where she talks about herself and she'll say like, oh my God, why am I doing, I look retarded or, you know, I don't think it, it, it's meant to offend a group of people. I think it's just become like a term of just like feeling dumb or looking dumb. But in that same definition, I understand why it's offensive. Um, obviously it's a word that should be taken out of conversation and, or public conversation, right? Because let's let's face it, um, from the R word to the N word to the C word to the, I don't know what other words that are bad, F word, um, people are using them. Just know that, like, don't be so free to use it willy-nilly where, you know, if you're a person who's in, a visible platform, you know, it can come back to bite you in the ass. Um, so be careful. You have the freedom to say whatever you want, but just know that uh, you have to be careful who you're with and around. Um, but that being said, obviously people came after Marjorie and Steve Harvey being, you know, the alpha male he is. Can can you read it in your, in your Harvey voice? What are you tripping about? Because my wife said the word retarded. It's a word, ain't it? And she ain't talking about nobody but herself to me. We got money. We can say any word we want to say. That's not in there. He didn't say that. That's, that's not a direct quote, guys. That's, uh, that's creative license. Listen, we're not affiliated with UPS, DPS. <laughs> or whoever else you want to call oh. listen here's my thing no but wait. um you know the ending part is the best oh, okay all right she ain't saying about nobody's baby i don't ever comment but damn is you just looking for something to be pissed off about because we ain't and i wrote it retarded nah so good i don't understand the nah because he's like nah like taylor swift he has a big reputation. The CEO of the American Association on Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities said the word retard is a slur and used to describe people without dignity. It's a slur. It shouldn't be used. And once you reach a certain level and, you know, as a public figure, you just have to be more cognizant of like things that you're saying and posting publicly. And then when you are caught with your pants down, proverbially, or even literally, own it, apologize, and move on. Don't defend your ignorance. That's my opinion. I mean, Miss America is a good example for him. He owned it. He said, I made a mistake. Like, my bad. I said the wrong thing. 
America was cool with it. I I personally call Steve Harvey Mr. Teflon because when shit hits the fan, nothing sticks. So this is probably just like another little blip. And great attention for him and whatever he's working on next. Um, I, I might this I might not have the story right, but allegedly they're starting a new network where he's hosting every show for 24 hours, um, seven days a week. Oh, thank John Legend. Dreams do come true. All right, I'm really excited for the next topic because I've been waiting to really talk about this girl on our podcast, but she's been so basic and mediocre that she's never made headlines, but she finally has. So congratulations, Demi Lovato. You're on What the Podcast. I'm laughing. Oh, John Legend. (laughs) Oh, John. What's interesting is that this is a topic that we're both really excited about because I kind of made you... uh, a Levotic. You turned me into a Levotic. I've tried to make her like a lot of the things I like. 90% of it, she shuts down, like, without reason. Um, but this, this she stuck to. I have my reasons. Um, but Demi, there was something about Demi Lovato's story in her documentary. What's the name of it? Simply Complicated on YouTube. And I loved it so much that I made Ayanna watch it. Yes. So Simply Complicated is also in my bio uh, of my Twitter. So it's kind of like kismet, like it's meant to be already. Um, and is that serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. So um, I watched the documentary and, you know, she just seemed really authentic and really honest. And also there was something just like kind of hot about her. Yes. And I kind of like was like attracted to her, oddly. And it all makes sense today. Yes, yes. And that fucking documentary has so many great quotes. But my favorite is the moment. Because if you guys don't know, Demi is six years sober. But six years ago, she was a hot fucking mess. And she punched her fucking backup dancer. And best friend, right? They're like, I think they're really cool. They're like homies. What was her name? Shorty. Shorty, yeah. So long story short, Demi is like doing Adderall and cocaine and drinking and having parties in her hotel room. And Shorty thought Demi spiraled out of control, right? So she goes and tells her manager, Demi's manager, hey, I think Demi's like out of control, blah, 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 blah. They confront Demi and she's livid because she's just like, oh my God, how am I going to pop pills now? Basically, Shorty's a narc. Let's be clear. So Demi then, being the manipulative, like little drug, like addict that she is, she's pissed off and she's like, I'm going to find the bitch who ratted me out. She goes to her manager and is just like, hey, like, I know I was wrong and I really want you to tell me who... Who told you? Because I want to thank them because like they helped me out, you know, because I didn't ask for help. Dude tells her, oh, yeah, for sure. It was Shorty. She's like, cool. They're getting on a plane to go to God knows where, you know, probably to do like Teen Bop, Kids Bop Live, the concert or whatever. Because uh, this is six years ago. She was still like a Disney Channel kid. She gets on the fucking plane. She sees Shorty. And punches her in the fucking face. Goes to the back of the plane and just like naps for the rest of the flight. Gee. Straight up gangster. So gang. I liked her. At that point, I loved her. Because I was just like, you are a Latina. 
you are one of us. You can get back on the bus. But that was one of the many good moments from that documentary. You have to see it. But she's making headlines now. She just ended her U.S. leg of the Tell Me You Love Me tour. Mm-hmm. And her opening act was Kehlani, mm-hmm. which fill people in on who Kehlani is, because I think you're more, you know a little bit more about her. I think I don't, but um, I'll do my best. Kehlani is like uh, an R&B singer. Um, she dated like a basketball player. She attempted suicide a little while ago. Oh, really? Uh, she, then she made it, she made it come back. Um, she's also like, I don't know, bisexual. I think she's in a lesbian relationship currently, or she recently was in one. I don't really know. Let's just say her sexuality is fluid and also is her will to live. And then another thing we learned from the Demi uh, documentary is that Demi is also very fluid as she is on dating apps where she is open to both hot dogs and tacos. Mm. Mm-hmm. That being said, as she wrapped up the U.S. leg of her tour, uh, Demi has this moment in her concert because, you know, she's she's grown now. Mm-hmm. She's grown. Um, she's talking about dirty, dirty, sexy things. One of her songs is Dirty, Sexy Love or mm-hmm. some kind of shit like that. So there's a moment in her tour where she gets off the stage and in the middle of like the ground floor is a circular stage with a bed that rotates. So as she was doing her um, sensual, sensual uh, portion of her show, uh-huh. while she was performing a song called Lonely, uh-huh. Kelani surprised her in the bed. She, she came from behind. Mm. And mind you, when I saw the clip for the first time, I was like, oh no, she gonna get punched. <laughs> Because we, we already know that Demi Lovato is aggressive. And if she don't like a bitch, she will punch her scrape in the jaw. But it, it was the way you would want it to happen. She turned around. She saw Kehlani. And what was their instinct? Kiss. Oh, my God. <laughs> or that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Kehlani joined Demi for that part of the song. But that's not where it ended. No. Demi had some bed choreography that she normally mm. does alone. But it just so happened she had someone to dance upon. Um, mm. So, yeah. So, after the kiss, Demi kept singing, Lonely. And as she was singing it, she straddled Kehlani. Gyrated on her. And um, if you guys want a better visual than just my audible delight interpretation, I would check out Kehlani's Instagram at K-E-H-L-A-N-I, where she posted various photographs of the the act. Um, and I would also check Demi's Instagram. I don't know. I, an insider told me that this is the first time that she's ever seen Demi and Kehlani interact. Um, allegedly, Demi <laughs> would sleep through Kehlani's set and then wake up just in time for <laughs> and wake up just in time for her own performance. Uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> right, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. She has what song? No, okay, bye. Uh, which I would like to. I would love to know because the other opening act. Um, or co-headliner 
was DJ Khaled. So it's just like, are you sleeping through Kaylani and Khaled or are you getting ready during Khaled? Hilarious. Uh, which sidebar, when I saw that, correct me if I'm wrong, but when I saw that DJ Khaled was going on tour with Demi Lovato, I was just like, but why? Right. Burr? Like, what do you get out of a DJ Khaled concert? He's not mixing like a Calvin Harris. He doesn't sing or like actually rap like a Timbaland. He just says, and another one. He basically just tells the guy playing the CD when to switch the track. He also says we the best. And Major Keeler. Major Keeler, yes. And then if you're lucky, like Assad's around. That would be the only reason why I'd want to see a DJ Khaled live, is to have Assad come out. Yeah. And he's like, Assad, you my son. You a god. You my best friend. You a king. I love you. I love you. You the best. And that's always a good show, right? I would love for just like five minutes of DJ Khaled giving me positive affirmations. Because God knows that would change my life. Trademark that. Don't put that up. Don't put that out there. That's going to be a thing. And you're not going to make money off of it. It's okay. I just want to be the first fucking victim (laughs) of just the positive express. It'll be so funny because it'll be like positive affirmations by DJ Khaled. Caesar, you're a god. You're a king. And after those five minutes, I'd be bawling like in private. Not even. I'd be listening to it like on a fucking train, bawling my ass on. People be like, "Are you okay?" And just like it's DJ Khaled says, "I'm the best. We the best music. You're the best." I love you. You my son. Cause you shine like one. <laughs> but yeah, I do you think though this is like Demi Lovato trying to get attention? Cause I'm sure people didn't even know Demi Lovato was on tour. I mean, it it definitely feels like a stunt, but also because I got like strong lesbian vibes from Demi, I, I think, you know, she's exploring something. That she's been wanting to explore for quite some time. Demi never went to college, so she never got those years of experimentation. Except for with drugs. Yes, yes. But that's that's a Disney Channel kid staple. Oh, okay. Is drugs. Got it. At some point. And like inbreeding, like, I call it inbreeding, although they're not related, but it's just like fucking other Disney stars. Yeah. That was another moment, remember? She had that, you, if you haven't, that's going to be a what the recommendation is simply complicated. It's a good documentary. It's pretty good. Fucking good. Just because I like something where you watch it and then you can pause it and then Google it, you know, almost like do your own um, extra content. And I think you were doing that during the documentary too. I do that during everything. Yeah. So it's just like, I was wasted during my American Idol performance. Pause the documentary, open YouTube, watch that performance, (laughs) be like, she does look drugged up. (laughs) <laughs> and go back. <laughs> just like i beat up my background dancer google demi lovato punch and then you go to 2011 and all the articles you're like she did punch that bitch and good play <laughs> look at the black eye oh shit <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like bonus features that you control yeah uh, that's why we're good friends because we're both that insane absolutely because when i'm in oh man it becomes a beautiful mind in this bitch it totally is of like, let me find out all this useless information that we'll never use again. Yes. And then I will share with people and they will just be like, can you just pass the fucking bacon? 
<laughs> or like, I don't know you, man. Stop talking to me. But good for you, Demetria. I, I'm upset I didn't get to see you on tour. Um, maybe next time. Or maybe not. <laughs> Actually, I've seen her on tour already. Twice. Oh, yeah. There you go. Just throwing it. Why don't you just add your health care and throw that at my face, too? You know what, bitch? You fucking have a full-time job now. Let's, let's, hold on. She called me out about my um, health care privilege. Um, currently, she's fully employed. Um, they gave her an iPhone. She has insurance, 401k, severance package, I'm sure. I don't even know what a severance package is. John Legend. Let's make John Legend a thing. It's so funny. We're going to make John Legend a thing. <laughs> that and hashtag give Caesar Venmo money challenge. <laughs> That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Let's keep the conversation going. Like, comment, and follow us on Instagram. Yep. Follow What The Podcast directly at What The Podcast. And make sure to follow me at Caesar J. Rivera. Don't forget to follow me at A. Reese Writes. If you aren't already, subscribe to the show. We're on iTunes, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. Also, check out our official website, whatthepodcast.com. Until next time. Peace. May John Legend be with you. <laughs>